nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And this is Leanne Meyer, and we are talking today about long-term care, uh, what it is and what it's going to be in the future. Um, I'm talking with uh, two, well, actually, we were going to have three guests today, and one of them uh, has the uh, misfortune of being in Wisconsin in 10 inches of snowstorm. So um, it will just be the three of us today. So just kind of um, to give you a little background, uh, until the past five years, my relationship with long-term care was purely through my experiences with relatives and friends who were patients in one of of these facilities. When I began teaching nurses who were returning to nursing, long-term care facilities became my best friends. I began to realize how uh, both how much they have changed and how much um, they must change to handle the needs of boomers in the future. I connected to Dee McCarthy on LinkedIn solely because of her inspiring posts before realizing she's actually on the front line of long-term cares and their needs. I asked her to join me on this show and to bring along with her uh, a nurse that has um, been working in this area for a while, and then one who's relatively new to it. So that's the person that is not going to make it, where I did invite her to call in, so she may still be able to do that. So Dee is here today with Kim Taylor. And Dee, could you briefly tell us about your career and how you got to the position you're in now? And then perhaps, Kim, if you want to do the same when she's finished. Sure. Thank you, Leanne. Um, I've been a nurse 45 years this year. Uh, 28 of them have been in long-term care. I started out, uh, like most nurses did, on a med surge unit, uh, ended up in ICU and uh, recovery room and, and did a lot of interesting things uh, in my hospital career. Uh, eventually got into long-term care because a friend of mine who'd been to DON at the hospital who'd gone into long-term care was trying to open up a vent unit in a nursing home, and they didn't have anyone who, who understood how that worked. So I went over mm-hmm. to help her with that and just ended up staying. So been in long-term care now 28 years. Uh, started as, as a unit manager, became a director of nursing, became a regional nurse, uh, actually worked for an accounting firm for a while uh, in their health care department and taught uh, different components of long-term care across the United States and uh, eventually got into uh, clinical reimbursement and risk management and then became a senior VP of operations for a company with about 240 facilities in 30-some states um, wow. and eventually became a chief clinical officer and been here ever since. Okay. Well, pretty interesting. And uh, Kim, what can you tell us about your career? Sure. Um, I'm Kimberly Taylor, and I've been a nurse for about 20 years now. Um, I started out as a a certified nursing assistant um, in a 55-bed, smaller, skilled nursing facility. I loved it. Went to nursing school, 
Um, I started long-term care then as a nurse, as a student nurse. I was a graduate nurse, um, got my RN, worked night shift, um, decided I've had enough, went to home health, um, spent a couple years in home health, again, long-term care, just a different venue, um, missed, missed my um, long-term skilled nursing facilities, went back, um, was a unit manager, became a director of nursing, um, was a director of nursing for about four years, um, then came on to a nurse consulting role. Um, I've assisted in multiple states. Um, and now I started now with North Shore and I've been with us for two years and I'm helping to consult in North Dakota, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Wow. So you've also had an interesting career with this and most of it in long-term care or connected to long-term care. So I'm curious, um, as a new nurse, fresh out of the chute, was it because you had already been in long-term care and had an idea of what it was or or why do you think, because uh, I know that a lot of nurses think they need to go to the hospital to have excitement, and I think there's plenty of excitement in long-term care, so I'm just kind of curious why that was the route you decided to go. Um, I chose long-term care solely based on the fact that I got to know people. I got mm. to know my coworkers. I like the consistency of that. I like to get to know um our residents, our patients, I like to know them. I like to know mm-hmm. that what, when they show a little change, I can recognize that because I understand mm-hmm. that that is not their normal. I wanted a community, and that's what you get with skilled nursing. I wanted a community where I could fit, fit in with their home and their life, and that's what I got. I got that value in my position. That's wonderful. And Dee, does, is that kind of what you found also as advantages for long-term care? Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest uh, advantages is that you do get to see the results of your work. Uh, mm-hmm. You get to know people. You need to, you get to develop a relationship. And I think you know, to a lot of us, that's very important. I know when I was working in the hospital or ICU, you'd get the patient stable, and then they'd go to a step-down, and you may never see them again, and you may never find out what happened to them. And uh, mm-hmm. in long-term care, you, you get to be involved, and you get to see what is happening with them, and, and you become a part of their lives. And it's a little bit more like a family, um, mm-hmm. but you, you get to see the results of your work, too, and I, I think that's very important. Um, another advantage for a, a lot of people going into long-term care is the fact that we do hire new nurses, um, and we train on site. We used to say, you know, you have to be in, go to med surge for a year before you come into long-term care. Uh, we don't do that anymore. Basically, because it, you know, a lot of times if we have a post-acute unit, it is med surge, and the people that are mm-hmm. coming into long-term care now, the patients, are what was med surge, even as of five years ago, ten years ago, and so uh, the nursing home patients that used to be there, you know, for grandma's nursing home, little vanilla nursing home, are now mm-hmm. in assisted living. So we're we're doing more more skills, and it, it takes more skills, and it's easier to get into. Um, and we do hire more more new nurses. And one another advantage is it's easier to move up, and it's easier mm-hmm. to if you're interested in moving your career up, uh, it's easier to do that. 
in long-term care. There's more openings for that. Um, Kim and I had talked about this before in the past. A lot of times in long-term care versus a hospital, your experience trumps your education. Maybe you don't have that extra degree or that extra certification, but your experience that you had um, how to run the floor, how to work with a regulatory system, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That usually will trump whatever, you know, education, additional education mm-hmm. that you need. So moving up and, and being able to advance uh, quickly and easily uh, in that in this career, um, it's, it's, it's just a lot easier in long-term care. And that That's uh, another advantage of that. We also, you know, I mean, economically, we like to believe we're, we're all, you know, here for compassion, but a lot of people are second career nurses. And so they're looking for something that's, you know, going to benefit them financially too. And and nursing on a whole pays well, but long-term care pays very well. Um, And the pace of the work is a little bit different than in a hospital, especially if you're coming in uh, on a second career. You know, the the pace is, you may not be able to keep up with the pace of the hospital, but you definitely can keep up with the pace in a long-term care. And we know every time and when nurses graduate, they all want to go to the hospital, you know, and, and eat. Well, it used to be George Clooney, I don't know, McDreamy or whoever now, you know, is going down the hall with a stethoscope around his neck. But that's not quite, you know, once they've done it for six months, they realize that's not the case. Um, right. But long-term care, you know, it, it, we're kind of not, we're kind of the, you know, redheaded stepchild. We're not actually the sexy cousin when it comes mm-hmm. to that kind of thing, you know. Um, you, you really want to, if you want to develop your skills and, and you want to uh, move ahead in your career um, and at the same time be able to form relationships, and I think as nurses that's very important to us because even in the hospital you have to, you have to form a relationship very quickly in order to take care of someone. You know, right. here's someone who's never met you before, and in two seconds later you're going, you know, I need you to take off your clothes, you know, and I, yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to look at parts of your body you don't show anybody, and I'm going yeah. to, you know, do invasive things to you, and, and we're going to have a relationship in about two seconds, and you're going to trust me. And as proven, you know, nurses are the most trusted uh, group of people in the United States for how many years running now. Yeah, so in, in long-term care, you get a little bit more time with that. Mm-hmm. Another advantage I've noticed uh, since I've been teaching and observing is um, I think a lot of times the nurses coming out of, especially four-year programs, don't have a lot of on-the-job experience, the clinical experience, and especially how to juggle more than a couple of patients. And so my experience was has been that long-term care offers uh, an opportunity to really put your skills to the test and learn how to do more than one thing at a time and, you know, be thinking two, two or three steps ahead. And those kind of skills, um, you, you just can't buy that because um, it, it's so unusual for people, uh, especially coming right out of nursing, to have that if they're going into a hospital. They don't have it. And I think yeah, that a lot of hospitals are figuring that out. I, I think, too, that long-term care, you know, gives you a chance to hone your critical thinking skills in a very mm-hmm. safe environment. 
because you have those people that are nearby that can answer questions for you and help you out. And you, you may have a, a patient load, but you have a nurse walk, working right beside you, which makes mm-hmm. that easier. I know Kim said something interesting the other day that one of the hospitals uh, was looking at med search nurses and saying, you really need some long-term care experience. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. How about, Kim, how about disadvantages? Um, we've talked a lot about advantages, and I think that's going to be a surprise for a lot of people because we tend to think of where long-term care was which it is not your grandmother's long-term care facility anymore. Yeah, but disadvantages and how? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Disadvantages of working in long-term care or disadvantages of... Yeah. Um, The disadvantages of long-term care is you don't have that... And it could be also considered a value to it. You don't have that physician standing right behind you. It, it it pushes you to learn, to learn and to apply your own skills. Um, you have to learn to prioritize. You have to learn to make critical thinking skills, and to make those calls because you don't have that quick resource of somebody standing there, a physician telling you exactly what to do. You have the resources of other nurses, directors of nursing, you know your peer group, but you don't have that that physician standing right there. Um, mm-hmm. I think also when you're calling a physician from a long-term care facility, um, because you maybe aren't calling quite as much as what a hospital nurse would be, um, it's also harder for them to know if they can trust you in, you know, what you're saying. So being able to get very confident in, um, you know, what your um, assessments are and knowing what to give the doctor, what they're going to be wanting to know. Uh, make sure you have that information right at hand. Just because you're so busy, you learn really quickly how to do that. Well, you know, that, and that's an interesting point you just made. Uh, in long-term care, well, in the hospitals, they use ESPAR, which was uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Auslinger and that group out of Florida Atlantic came up with for Interact. But the ESPAR for long-term care was just a, a godsend because they, they sat there and they fill it out and it actually says, my name is, I am a LPNRN, I'm calling about, and it, it really walks them through on a script because you're right, they don't call the physician that much. And so when they would call the doctor, a lot of times they wouldn't give him the exact information he needed and or she needed, and, and they couldn't really trust him. And the ESPAR has been a real godsend with that, helping them, you know, work through that. But having younger nurses in long-term care, too, helps with that because they don't seem to be afraid to call the doctor and go through exactly, you know, what's going on. Um, I'm I surprised to hear that because I was... Of, of being in long-term care, to be honest with you, is, the, um, is just the overall perception of nursing homes. It used to be, you know, if, if you couldn't be a nurse anywhere else, you could be a nurse in a nursing home. And what a, what a sad statement that is. And what, you know, what a horrible stereotype that is because you have a lot of excellent, excellent nurses in long-term care. But there are still people that, that think that out there. And as long as we have attorneys on, on TV that are suing and they go, oh, the horrible neglect in nursing homes, you know, it's going to make you look like if you're a nurse in there, well, you definitely have to be, you know, part of that neglect. And 
um, that that's such a sad statement. And uh, the reality is, you know, we we have sure bad things do happen everywhere, hospitals and nursing homes. But the the fact of the matter is, there's a lot less of that in nursing homes than people think, um, especially yeah. well, you know with the you pressure know, the bad news. and restraints. The bad news gets out, but the good news doesn't. So so often, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and you've mentioned yeah, and a lot of times. Go well, ahead. I think for like every one bad story that you have about a, a nursing facility, there's you know 500 out there that don't have a problem. Um, yeah. And the same thing with hospitals, but you just don't. They don't sue hospitals as often. A uh, hospital is more likely to settle, and so you don't, you don't have that that uh, horrible reputation or stuff right away. You know, I, I know that we've had to work through some things like that with with other providers. Um, or even when you send a, a patient to the, the ER, um, if you have a nurse in the ER that's receiving, they, they automatically make phone calls and say, oh, the, the, the patient came in and they were dirty and they were this and they were that. And, and that's not the case. You know, mm-hmm. but um, they just assume because they came from a nursing home that they weren't given the care they needed, and un- unfortunately, that's something that's been um, a, a, a big fallacy that's been you know brought on by by the uh, legal system and continues. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. that isn't the case. We're probably we're regulated as an industry closer than the hospital and the only industry that we know of that's regulated more than the nursing home skilled facility industry is is the nuclear industry so mm-hmm. um that that really isn't the case um so a lot of times you know they're hesitant to come into long-term care because they don't want to get that kind of reputation do you, we're just about for uh ready for a break and let's go ahead and take that here. And then when we come back, let's talk about, you mentioned uh, new nurses and younger nurses and that they're welcomed into long-term care. Let's talk about some of that, how you recruit and what are those nurses looking for and that sort of thing. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer. We're talking about long-term care what it is and what it will be and I'm talking with Dee McCarthy and Kim Taylor so we'll be back in just a couple minutes you're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. 
If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back. This is Leanne, and I am talking today uh, about long-term care, what it is and what it's going to be. And I'm talking with Dee McCarthy and Kim Taylor, who have been working um, in a fairly large organization that manages uh, long-term care facilities. We have been talking um, about advantages and disadvantages, but we're just about to go into um, discussing uh, the idea of recruiting new new nurses and younger nurses into um, this field. Uh, Kim, would you like to say a little bit about that? Sure. So um, we've been offering, um, through our company, we've been offering um, to the local colleges um, internships or preceptorships. Um, and then if you do come on board with our, with our company, we offer um, mentorship programs. So if you choose to go into a or are promoted to a management position, you'd be paired up with someone just like me. And um, I would do um, orientation and training with you. I would become a mentor with you. And we work close hand-in-hand for weeks. And then I check in with you. I'll review your work. Um, I can work with you as a peer. I can work with you as a supervisor. Um, I'm just somebody that you can call the vent to or um, shoot ideas off of. we are also working on initiating a director of nursing and training program. Um, mm-hmm. If we identify strong nurses, nurses who show that they are um, working to want to promote within our company, um, we're working to roll out a dr- director of nursing and training. Um, I do believe that we'll probably be working to the same thing for even after director of nursing to maybe rolling out um, nurse consultants and things like that and training also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, we also offer um, CNA classes or 
nursing assistant classes um, in our facilities. We've been working closely with the educators trying to get um, LPN RN classes um, into our facilities too. Um, that way you can see our facility, mm-hmm. um, get orientated to it, um, understand our processes before you make that step into to becoming a nurse. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so are n- younger nurses interested in this area? I know, you know, when you think about working with old people, the first thing that comes to mind are all the unpleasant aspects of, you know, cleaning up after them and all of those kinds of things, kind of a large baby. So what is it, what kind of nurse is attracted to this area and does well in this area? I can tell you that's a, that is a good question. Um, we use all kinds of um, ways to promote um, long-term care. You know, the industry itself is using sign-on bonuses, job fairs, um, multiple ways to try and get the attention of the newer nurses, the younger nurses, to attract staff to come to work at our facilities. Um, do I personally have the golden answer? I wish I did <laughs> um, to bring the staff in the door. Um, what I see, what I see in my tr- when I'm training my staff, is that this the the younger nurses, our newer staff, they um, are looking for jobs that fit into their lifestyle. They're looking for a job that they can still have their personal life and things outside of work. And so now a part of our jobs as employers is to try and figure out how can we work that into our models of staffing? How can we make that work to bring in, bring in the, new, the new staff, the new nurses? How are we going to make that work to get people, people in? Well, I'm interesting. So, how um, are you going to make that work? So is that like yeah. um, pairing... Um, pairing people together for uh, one position, so you'd have two half positions or something like that, or how do you do that? And that's a model we definitely could look at, job sharing, job. um, But right now, a lot of it is they're willing to accept a schedule. They're willing to accept a schedule. It's hard to get them to pick up hours or stay late around. Mm -hmm. Um, I've learned that a lot of validation, a lot of acceptance, um, an appreciation goes a long way with the, mm-hmm. the the younger generation, and the more you can show that they're valued and accepted, the more willing they are to pick up the, the, to step a little exactly. bit further out of the, what would be their comfort zone to help. Um, you, yeah. you just got to work hard to get that that buy in, that investment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a different work ethic than what I was born and raised on. Um, having two or three jobs, and that's just what we did. Um, uh-huh. It's different now. You have to work different styles to get them to be invested, so they feel that they can do this. Mm-hmm. So, what I about think second- one thing we've done? Go ahead, Dave. I think one thing we've done is we've really looked at for ourselves um, on this level, and, and Kim can tell you that too. Is we really looked at servant leadership and saying, how can we serve these young people coming in? Um, Because they're looking for significance, and they want to know that what they're doing makes a difference, and it's important. And they also want it to fit in their lifestyle at the same time. But she's right. You know, we're we're making sure that people are validated in what they're doing. And I I know, you know, Leanne, when you and I were coming up in, in 
nursing there was and there still is some bullying and there you know you you did what you had to do and you didn't always get the praise or the recognition um, we're trying to make sure that we recognize people and give them that validation for the job they do and also make sure that they they have other avenues to grow and mature and, and they all want that I think uh, we do a DON boot camp uh, we, we, as Kim was saying, we're doing a DON and training program known as a donut program. Uh, we're working with the local colleges and uh, schools to see if, hey, would you like to do an internship? Would you just like to ride along with a mm-hmm. regional nurse and see what they do? And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're, maybe you're the kind of nurse that doesn't want to be stuck in a building and mm-hmm. you'd like to go and see two or three different buildings, you know, during a week's time. Or maybe you wouldn't like to be a director of nursing or a unit manager. Would you like to follow someone? And so we're, we're working on programs like that. We also work on peer mentors so that we're pairing a, an older or experienced nurse with a new nurse that is an experience. So when part of Kim's job is to train new DONs, new director of nursings. Mm-hmm. But we also hook them up with somebody in the, the company who um, has some experience so that they have someone that they can feel comfortable with calling yeah. and saying, hey, you know, I don't know what to do here or I've just had a really lousy day. Um, yeah. And we've made, we've made it known, you know, my phone number is handed out to everybody. I, I can't imagine when I was a younger nurse that I would have the phone number, personal phone number of my chief mm-hmm. clinical officer. But I yeah. hand it out to everybody, and I tell them, you had a bad day, pick up the phone and call me. I would rather you call me and let's work through this and look at other things we can do than you decide, you know what, I've had too many bad days and I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving them that support and, and being able to vent and being able to work through things. But we are going to have to look at new care delivery models because people don't want their, their lifestyles impacted the way we used to. Nobody wants to be in, I think I used the term with you before, of uh, a war horse, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we were. And um, mm-hmm. they, they want something more, and I can't blame them. You know, and there are models about, out there. You know, I that think we you and I talked them. about being in the trenches. That you know, that war yeah. horse kind of thing. Of, you know, you're there and you stay there until somebody relieves you. And, um, you know, those mindsets are, you know, different. Um, I just talked to a young nurse uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she was offered a new job, which she desperately wanted a new job in nursing, but she had planned a, a vacation with her sisters, and she really didn't want to lose the vacation in order to get a new job so that I think the other nurses that were at the table we all kind of looked at each other and thought well that's a novel way of looking at it but um, you know many times you can negotiate in a situation like that so uh, somebody who is like that they could maybe uh, go and interview get the job and then say I've got this already set up can I start after um, that little vacation you know, we know. have that happen all the time. And we say, you know what, go ahead, go on your vacation. We want you well-rested before you get here. You know, yeah. and, and or you have something planned out two months from now, not a problem. We'll work around it. And, and we try mm-hmm. to do that, you know, because people do have lives, and we need to show them that we value their lives. I mean, the average nurse nowadays in the United States is 50 years old. Yes. That's kind of scary, you know. Um, yes. the, the people coming in, second careers, mm-hmm. Uh, especially men are coming in. They're they're older than thirty five. These they're yeah. not children. They're not young people like we were when we came in. So right. these are the things that, you know that we definitely need to look at. You had mentioned the um, recruiting second career nurses. 
Um, how does that fit in with what you're doing? The second quarter nurses is, is a little different uh, working with them, and, and they're, they're usually, they, they know what it is to have a job. They know what it is to have that responsibility. They're either looking for uh, career advancement because they're kind of stuck where they are. They've hit the ceiling and they can't go any further, or, you know, they're, they're tired of what they've been doing and they, they want to do something different, you know, and, and they may be totally outside of nursing and they're coming on to nursing, but what they're bringing with it is so valuable, and a lot of times I found the hospitals aren't in a hurry to hire these people, um, but they bring on the work experience, and, mm-hmm. and uh, they know how to deal with people, Most a lot of times even in customer service areas, um, and they bring in some common sense, you know, and some critical thinking skills, and uh, that's great. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, just take advantage of things that are happening out in the world and, and out in your community uh, is an easier way to attract them by saying, you know, hey, we, we know um, uh, whatever's economy is going bad or you've had a problem with uh, something here, some industry has gone out. Um, but, hey, you know, we have this CNA class. If you want to come in and start as a CNA, and we, we encourage them to keep going to school. You know, go go get your LPN. We'll support you through it. We'll find a way to help you go to school. Um, go get your RN. You know, we'll support you. We'll hire you. Uh, we have a um, school right here in, in Milwaukee that we're working very closely with. And I just went and talked to their class, and I said to them, you know, if, you, if while you're in school, um, you want to work for us as a, a CNA, that's great. And if you do, I guarantee you a job when you graduate. And they just kind of left to me, and I said, the entire class, because I can. You know, yeah. if, if you've got the wherewithal to finish class, I know, you know, you've already passed your background and everything. It may not be the exact hours you want or the exact building, but I will guarantee you a job. I don't think there's many, you know, industries that can say that nowadays. And I can guarantee you, if you're a nurse, that you will have a job for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that, whether you work in long-term care or a hospital, that's an incredible thing to say to somebody. You will always have a good job. You will always make decent money. You will never be unemployed. If you're unemployed today, you will be employed tomorrow. Yeah. Um, one yeah. of the things that I ran into with the, the nurses that were returning to nursing, so people who had their RN for whatever reason took uh, a break. I've had so many people that have taken as long as 28 years because they, one, one woman I remember um, had graduated past her boards and had just gotten married and found out she was pregnant. And so she decided, or they decided, that they would, you know, just, she would not work while she was um, raising children. So after eight children and 28 years, she decided she'd come back, and she was just terrified that she wouldn't remember anything. And she was fantastic. Um, you know, I was amazed, and she was amazed how much she remembered of her nursing training, but also um, how much she loved that care, that kind of care, and she found a home in long-term care, um, partly because she had taken care of, you know, family members along the way, and oftentimes older family members, and had found that she had an affinity for that. So I found that, boy, these these uh, nurses returning to nursing, you know, don't discount them at all because, like you said, they've got the skills of you know, knowing, um, you know, good work ethic, um, they love the job, they know the job, they want to do the job, and it's just a matter of learning the system um, of that particular facility. 
Definitely. I hired a nurse, and I, I know when I did it, I think I gave the operator a small heart attack, but I hired a nurse who was 69 years old um, <laughs> at the time. That was a lot older than me, not anymore, but then it was. And they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. But she impressed me, and she needed the job. Her husband had died. Her Social Security and her retirement wasn't what she thought it was going to be, and she had to go back to work. And she was like... You know, D, it's either this or I go bad groceries. And I said, oh, my God, you've been a nurse for how many years? Yeah, yeah, you've been retired for, I think, at the time, about 19. I said, you know, sure. take a refresher course. Come on, we'll bring her on. And we put her on our um, post-acute unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had been a med surge nurse for many, many years. Mm-hmm. She worked circles around those people. Yes. And, then, and yeah, I had a lot, a lot of young nurses. It. Yeah. I had a lot of young nurses on that floor, and she worked circles around them. And you know what? She was a great mentor for them. They just loved her to death. She taught them so much um, and brought so much experience in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she worked there until the the day she died, literally. She she died on the floor at 76 years old. Wow. Um, And and just what, what a benefit it was, you know, to everyone. I have an experience to share with you, too. A year ago, I had a class that a woman came in, 76 years old, and wanted to know if she, if it was worth her while to take this class. And she was just such a fascinating person and, you know, very lively. And I said, absolutely, why don't you take it? So she was actually the first person in that class to get offered a job, and that was in uh, home care. And it was so it was one-on-one, and she was just thrilled to be able to do that, and the patients could really relate to her because they were literally in the same generation. So we're, again, coming up against a break, so let's take a break here. And when we come back, I really do want to talk about new care delivery models. What are some of the new ideas that are coming in from uh, maybe people who have left hospital nursing because they're tired or need a break or want to do something different? Um, So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. We're talking about long-term care, and I'm talking with Dee McCarthy and Kim Taylor. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info 
at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Yes, welcome back. Thanks for uh, staying with us. Uh, this is Leanne Meyer, and I am talking today with Dee McCarthy and Kim Taylor. We're talking about long-term care, what it is and what it's going to be in the future. Um, we've been discussing all kinds of different things about different kinds of nurses that are attracted into this type of nursing, um, second career nurses, uh, finding a, a good uh, home here. Um I'd like to get into talking about new care delivery models. What is making uh, long-term care more palatable to nurses coming in or maybe working more efficiently? What are some of the new ideas, Dee? Well, um, a lot of we're, we're starting to get into a, a lot of new care delivery models we're looking at and, and different things. One of the, the major things I think that's going to help uh, long-term care attract nurses is the relationship that the uh, SNFs or skilled nursing facilities now have with the hospitals. Um, the hospitals, you know, the DRGs, they have to get people out at a certain time and they're having to discharge them earlier and earlier and they have to have somewhere for them to go and they have to have a continuity of care. They've got to be able to, to show that, you know, this person that's being taken care of is not going to come back to the hospital. Uh, so they're developing relationships with the nursing home or skilled nursing facilities. And so with the, these models coming on, you have a nurse practitioner who works uh, from the hospital right in your nursing home and works with your nurses. And so you're now part of that system and that continuity of care. And so the, the nurse practitioner in, in some cases is in there you know, five days a week um, and sees what's going on and works directly with the, the nurses on the floor. So that, that care model is being used more and more. Um, we're seeing where they're setting up clinics right inside the skilled nursing facility so that people that leave the hospital come into the clinic and be seen right there. And if they need uh, more rehab or they need an extended stay, can be admitted right from the clinic, which is right on site. 
So there's those other care delivery models, which I, I think would, you know, attract other nurses to come in. They wouldn't be so afraid of long-term care or the fact mm-hmm. that, eh, it's not really for me. It's not that exciting. It, it is where, you know, it's going to be at. I mean, the way, the way it's going. Uh, another care delivery model that we've been looking at is to have the nurse as a, as a team leader. And actually, you know, nothing that's new is really new. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you know, we did that before. Um, but the nurse would have a, a couple of med techs working under, uh, under the nurse, and they would be responsible for passing pills and doing uh, small, you know, non-invasive treatments and things, whereas the nurse is doing the assessments and uh, following through on, on different care needs like that so that it's more of a team approach of nursing. Um, we're also, do you use LPNs before you go on? Do you use LPNs in that care model? We use LPNs and RNs, but more and more, um, the LPNs are great, and I think there's a place for everybody. Um, but more and more is being required to have an RN to do an assessment. And as long mm-hmm. as, you know, we, we say as an industry that, uh, or as a profession that, uh, LPNs can't assess, then we're going to have to have that RN in there to do the assessments. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, in nursing homes used to be you'd have one, maybe two RNs, and they'd be DONs or right. whatever. But uh, now, you know, we have RNs on every shift. If not, all the nurses are RNs. A good majority of them are. We still have LPNs, and, and we do need these nurses. But um, I would encourage them to go back to school and become an RN because I think that mm-hmm. you're going to see more and more you know, the the need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do hire LPNs, and, and they are working on the floor right along with the RNs. Um, we're also working at, uh, on some different units, so that unit-specific uh, needs. Uh, one of them that we're really excited about is our dementia unit, which uh, we're working on gender-specific. So you would have an only female unit, dementia unit with all female workers and all, you know, female patients and residents. And the the workers on that unit are more of a, it's almost a universal worker mode so that you're you're not just the nurse. You're also uh, working, doing a lot of social work things and a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, activities. And so it's all, you know, planned out day that everything, um, is, is like just your whole day. It's not like, okay, we give meds now, we eat now. Mm-hmm. They do it as a team, and they do it as a group. So that's really exciting um, for, for us, to, that kind of model. So, we're so looking you at said the women, those. but then would, would the men's unit then have just male nurses, or would it have female well, nurses also? Yeah, right now we're working on the female units, um, you know, two-thirds of all the Alzheimer's mm-hmm. patients um, and dementia patients are women. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that's a very big uh, demand. Uh, secure units um, or dementia units, memory care units, just for men, um, not as big a demand, but that's something that definitely we're looking at working on the smaller units like that. You can have the mixed units, that's fine, but um, mm-hmm. we just see a lot of success when it's just one gender. It seems to work better. People are more secure. Families mm-hmm. are more secure. And um, but definitely we have some male units too, and in a male unit we should have male nurses and you should have male attendants. And um, it's not you know with the females it's not that a male can never walk in there, but uh, you know they're more comfortable. 
Uh, females mm-hmm. are usually more comfortable being taken care of by females. Men don't seem to have that same issue that yeah. women do. Uh, so well, they've been trained from birth it. to be cared for by women. So <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, in fact, a lot of times they prefer it. So it yeah. just depends. But they, these are these are different things that we're working on. So, if, you know, if you're just challenged and you just, oh, I don't want to just be a pill jockey. You know, I want more uh-huh. to to what I'm doing and the social aspect of that. The, the memory care units are definitely something that, you know, you would enjoy doing. And there's uh-huh. there's going to be nothing but more and more of those. I mean, our, our population is aging and, um, you know, what is it? By 2035, there's supposed to be 78 million people over the age of 65. It'll be the first time yeah. in the history of the United States where the elderly, there are more elderly than there are young in uh-huh. 16 years. Yeah, there's certainly going to be no lack of jobs for um, people who have nursing background, that's for sure. Definitely. So, Kim, so I Kim, want to make sure we get the best into that. So, Kim, I'm interested in um, what kind of new ideas are the new nurses bringing in? Um, I just think in terms of when I joined as a brand new nurse, you know, there were certain things where they'd say, well, this is the way it's always been done. And when you ask them, well, why? Well, I don't know. It's just the way we've always done it. So um, what do you see as the problem solvers of new people coming in? What kinds of things are they interested in working on? Um, Our new staff working for problem solving. (sighs) This is a tough one. Um, it's, I, it's, I caught you on the spot, so maybe did, Dee can help and, out. And our our new staff, it's it's hard to get them engaged in being involved to wanting to wanting to be involved in something like this to to, to problem solve. So a lot of it is just trying to get their attention, get their attention to to make them want to be a part of it. So did that makes sense, or did I just talk myself in a circle? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think that was okay. We're actually at that point where I would love to have you say, what is your most important message? What is it you really want to make sure that nurses get as, as of um, referring to long-term care? And what's your greatest hope for long-term care? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't um, say who D. Why don't you start? Oh, goodness. Um, The most important message is, you know, don't turn your nose up at it. Um, Check it out. I I think that as a nurse, you will find it very rewarding, Um, not only uh, financially, not only career-wise, movement-wise, but on a personal level. I think you will find it very rewarding. Um, My greatest hope? that we get the brightest and the best into long-term care. Whether, you know, nurses in general want to work in long-term care or not, they're going to because the way it is is that, you know, the population is aging. And uh, like it or not, you know, the elders are going to be uh, overwhelmingly in charge, they're just going to be here, and then we've got to be able to take care of them. We got to do the right thing. Uh, for me personally, you know, I'll be in that group, and I want to make sure we have the best and the brightest taking care of me. Um, so I, I'm sure other people feel the same way. But long-term care can be a, a very rewarding career, and um, 
bring you a lot of personal satisfaction. And if you're looking for something that uh, basically you can get up in the morning and, yeah, you have bad days, but you have good days, and you, mm-hmm. you get up in the morning and say, thank God, you know, I have this career, and I love what I do. And if nothing else that we get over on the, the radio today, I know Kim very well, and Kim and I both love what we do. We have a passion for it. And uh, if you lacking passion in what you do, and you feel like you're just a robot, then you're in the wrong you're in the wrong phase of, of nursing. You need to come into long term care. We have a passion for it. Um, we get to know people. We get to know them at their most vulnerable, and we we get to be with them the entire way. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And if you want to to be able to say that about what you're doing and be able to say I love what I do and I, I love my career and and I I think that I make a difference in somebody's life. Um, I, I believe that long-term mm-hmm. care is the place you need to be. Yeah. Kim, what do you think? I think that if, if you're looking for a, a position, a job, if you're looking for something that's going to be different every day, that is not going to be the same thing every day, Long-term care is something you should look at. Even though we talk about consistency, you are going to see something new, something different, a new challenge every day. And, and, and that's what is exciting and engaging about it. There are new things every day, something that you'd think, you've, you know, oh, I've done that, been there, done that. Nope. Nope. Every day is different. I've been in long-term care for 22 years, and every day something new comes up. I learn from my, from my residents. I learn from the staff that we work with. I learn something new every day. And that is truly the best part of, part of long-term care. It is always changing. You're always learning. And there's new challenges every day. So there's no stagnant, no boredom. It, it keeps you engaged. It keeps you moving. It's, it shift it, goes really it, it fast. It's rewarding. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps it rewarding, and yeah. I thank you both for coming. This has been just wonderful to be able to talk with you, and uh, like I said, I haven't had as much experience with long-term care, but the experience I have had in the last couple of five years that I was teaching, um, one of the things that really attracted me about the idea of long-term care were the stories. I love history. And that's what it is. It's an entire building full of history, people with incredible stories. And, you know, maybe they don't even think they're that great. But when you start to put people together and realize, oh, this person was, you know, in World War II in the same area as this other person down the hall, um, maybe they never knew each other before. And now suddenly they've got a new buddy. Um, Just so many areas, uh, just the, the ability of, like I think Dee said, you're not seeing this person for just two days at a time. You're seeing them for the rest of their life in many cases. Um, and knowing their families and, you know, the connections that you build there. Um, I think there's just such an opportunity for uh, richness. I guess that's the word that comes to mind. So this is um, coming to the end of our show again. And I really appreciate 
um, both of you, Dee McCarthy and Kim Taylor. Um, I'd also like to encourage anybody who is on LinkedIn. Uh, Dee always has the most wonderful, positive, inspiring things that she puts on. I'm always looking forward to see what has Dee got to say today. So I do encourage people to get on LinkedIn because there's a lot of people and a lot of nurses that seem to add these kinds of things. So thank you both, and um, hopefully we will talk again sometime. And um, we will be back again next week on Monday at noon Central Time. Uh, Thank you, Leanne. We've enjoyed it. You're welcome. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.